Tom Brady throwing that long cylindrical object. Could have been. He's got a few passes that get up in the stratosphere. Greetings, my Earthlings. How are you, everybody? This is uh, Bob Bria right here, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good today. So we want to uh, want to get into a little bit of the uh, topic of my uh, favorite choice, and uh, that is the uh, Majestic Twelve document. And uh, Majestic yeah. Twelve, what? Who? Not eleven, uh. not ten, but twelve. <laughs> they love that number twelve. I guess it comes from the uh, Baker's dozen. We call it UFOs by the dozen. That's right. Mm -hmm. The the reason I, I like to keep focusing on the MJ twelve document uh, is because of its importance in the uh, in the field of understanding um, why this subject is um, top secret. Um, yeah, and before we get too far into that. I do want to say a special thank you to all of our Podbean uh, live, um, all you players out there <laughs> that come in and uh, share the conversations with us, and also all of our listening audience out there on the other platforms. Um, this is our ninth episode, and uh, we've got some really exciting weeks ahead. Uh, we're starting to actually plan a little further ahead. We've got some some guests coming on board, and we're not going to really say yet, but they will be announced soon on our website. Mm -hmm. But we do want to thank all of y'all for being part of our podcast, UFO Fam. And we want you to know we're going to be here to stay. We're excited about how fast it's grown and the type of um, the type of uh, messages that people have been sending us and contact they've made with us about the show and about some of the upcoming episodes and people that have a lot of interesting stories to tell. But like I always say, this is not a easy subject to uh, uh, understand. It, it, uh, it has taken me uh, a good 50 years to uh, grasp the significance of this uh, uh, subject and uh, I call it the biggest subject uh, of our lives, and uh, the uh, decision to uh, keep this from the American public was a choice that uh, had to be made um, because of the unknown uh, motivations of these uh, craft that were being spotted. And until one had crashed in uh, Roswell, New Mexico, and the government confirmed that we're not alone in the universe. The uh, the subject could not be uh, opened up to the public. It was just too hot to handle. So uh, it's uh, <clears throat> well. I think you have a, a kind of an interesting angle on that today, actually, uh, about it getting too hot to handle. <laughs> but let's go back, like. Let's go back to the beginning of that little uh, handle getting hot. <laughs> yeah, well, the 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 questions start to arrive uh, in my head uh, recently as to who who gave the the permission to uh, to allow the president of the United States to conceal <clears throat> the subject uh, of our life, whether we were alone in our huge universe or not you know that's an interesting question because 
there's definitely coming from the angle of the majestic 12 document you're talking about a small group of people that does not include the president mm -hmm. but he was well aware what was going to uh, happen as a result of this group being formed because he was uh, included in the updates that were occurring but we know that subsequent presidents not not so well, the uh, the sharing of information seems to have uh, uh, dwindled uh, between the uh, the agencies that had uh, full control over the subject and the president. Uh, it seems like uh, George Bush Senior was the uh, last uh, president to be fully uh, updated on the. Uh, the subjects since he was a former CIA director and uh, right. So that kind of takes him out of the president uh, category. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the information that the gov that the government held uh, from us was so hot that uh, they were very skeptical about sharing it. And uh, the presidents that did, did have uh, input on it, uh, in the beginning, uh, like Eisenhower and Kennedy, uh, it, it didn't it didn't do any good um, to uh, <clears throat> to uh, talk about it because it, it just got them uh, deeper into a uh, conflict with the uh, agencies that were uh, controlling this. And uh, the biggest agency that the public is aware of that's uh, uh, in the public eye is the CIA and the uh, the agencies that uh, are underneath the CIA, which carry out their uh, orders and their uh, their policies, are uh, not really shared with the public. I mean, the public doesn't uh, need to know everything that the CIA does, and uh, rightly so, you know. But uh, with regard to keeping the secret of whether we're alone in the universe, I think that... Uh, when I've had this discussions with uh, other other uh, researchers in this field, uh, th they think that this is uh, completely uh, not right, and uh, it, it leads to more uh, skepticism and uh, un, un um, an inability to believe what we hear from our government. I mean, we want to trust what we hear, and uh, when we, we're skeptical about what we hear. It doesn't. It doesn't help. And here we are in the year 2021, and we're skeptical about this and that and this. Okay, and but you mentioned the CIA. Isn't it curious that wasn't that formed uh, when Truman got in? So around the time that UFOs. So this. Uh, the, well, the timeline is very specifically time. the timeline: June, July and August and September are all controversial uh, periods of time because so much was going on after that, after that crash in New Mexico. Uh, the, uh, the sensational uh, news reports that were coming in were, were, were having a hard time uh, keeping this, this uh, story quiet. But uh, they managed to do it because of, uh, you know, 
control of the narrative uh, was was, it was easier. A lot less networks and no, what three channels and yeah, it was a lot easier uh, to control the networks back then yeah, than it is today. There was few things to control, but the uh, the fact that the uh, the government had to control this uh, th- this from being disseminated to the public. Uh, and, and if they didn't know what was going on, uh, they surely didn't want the public to know that. So uh, they had no choice but to uh, classify this uh, restricted. And um, I, I always ask myself, why would the biggest subject in our in our life be, be held from us uh, in fear of the knowledge that it would... Uh, would be a danger to the public, the, uh, the, the, the knowledge of, of the, uh, of the craft crashing and, and being exhibiting, uh, creatures inside and the government knowing this and not telling the public and just focusing on, Oh, we have sightings and, uh, Oh, that's a, misidentified uh, aircraft or that's was uh, the Russians. ball lightning. The Russians did it. They landed yeah. here and they, there was a couple of short people on us. But they've known since 1947 that these craft that uh, are being spotted by the public and by pilots and various other uh, groups of uh, individuals that there are people on board. All right, but let's talk about the Truman letter then. Well, the the letter itself is is uh, sort of overlooked because if you if you just look at it as a, as a letter, it doesn't mean much. But when you connect it to the uh, the group in the briefing document that was uh, put forward to Eisenhower on uh, during his transition. Um, signifies a, uh, a significant um, concern within the a government. Um, all eyes seem to have turned to this uh, subject and the concern with the upper echelons of our military uh, wanted to uh, back engineer this, uh, this technology before uh, our adversaries would get a hold of it, even though these objects were seen uh, by uh, our adversaries. Uh, They may have not crashed in our adversaries' territory, and maybe we were lucky enough to be the the first country to uh, get a hold of this technology. yeah, this I would technology. expect the government to, to look after us in that way or, or to be thinking that way. Yeah, it, it's advantageous to our, uh, our uh, future protection and uh, a- any technology that's uh, in, adv- in advance of ours would be uh, if we could understand how to uh, utilize it and integrate it with our, uh, our own technology, which is what they uh, intended to do by bringing in uh, companies like uh, Bell Labs and IBM and other uh, high high-end uh, companies that would study these these um, these technologies and and uh, bring uh, bring light to uh, to what they were looking at. And uh, some of them uh, would be scratching their head and didn't know what to do. 
and other ones were able to uh, figure out. But one of the minor, um, one of the minor um, things that I found was really sort of comical um, is that uh, during the uh, the apprehension of these uh, creatures and uh, during their uh, removal of their outer garments, there was a uh, an indication that uh, the material on their uh, garments uh, had a ripping effect sound, and that that sound turned out to be uh, what they say is uh, Velcro. And the uh, invention of Velcro as it stands today has never changed. It's been the same product as it was when it was first uh, found. And folks, we'll be back next week with another modern invention made by aliens just for you. (laughs) Right here on the UFO Top Secret Podcast. We'll sell them for special prices here. (laughs) Out of this world. You never know. Uh I always thought it was amazing, Velcro. Yes, it's a it's a very uh, unusual um, material. Uh, it's self itself adheres to itself. It's uh, it's ingenious, and uh, it hasn't really changed in its uh, design. Well, that and, gives uh, me a whole new design concept. I think I'm going to contact Kanye West, and I got a little idea. But anyways, that's for another day. <laughs> Um, so true, but, but you were talking to me earlier about Truman. He had this concern, um, and it was around the time, I mean, Truman also pulled the trigger on the bombs. Yeah. Like the pressure on the president at at that period of time was, it was enormous because, uh, he, he, he took over the presidency, uh, unexpectedly because Roosevelt passed away. And so the the uh, the research and the development of the atomic bomb was still going on, um, and so uh, now now the the information had to be transferred now to uh, to Truman, and he would have to decide on uh, whether to use the bomb or not. And uh, his military advisors uh, suggested that they should go ahead, and they proceeded to. Uh, uh, developed the bomb and uh, dropped the bomb. And uh, the fact that the, uh, the bomb was uh, being uh, manufactured and put together in, in an area uh, of our country where we had a lot of uh, top secret stuff going on, um, the words Manhattan Project were applied to this, uh, this weapon and so people say, "Oh, it was it was developed in New York City." No, no, it wasn't. It was developed in in New Mexico. But the uh, amount of people that were involved in this this project to build the bomb uh, was significant. It wasn't just five or ten or twenty people. I mean, we had up to fifty thousand, according to the uh, information that I've uh, read, uh, in all fields of science were were connected to this uh, top secret. Uh, mission to, to, to make this weapon and to get it uh, into use. And um, the fact that the, uh, the weapon was uh, put onto a, uh, an airplane 
called the Enola Gay, and that that airplane was stationed at the Roswell Army Air Base. Incidentally, uh, the same area where the uh, Roswell uh, aircraft was uh, uh, crashed. So um, the the area was being monitored by these craft because there were so many sightings in that location. Uh, the the military uh, had no uh, reason not to see these things. I mean, they were being reported continuously, and pilots were being told not to discuss this with the uh, the public. Uh, so there were there were there were issued there were issued uh, restrictions about talking about this to the to the press, and uh, and this maintained for many many decades until recently we've. We've only heard a few dec- a few pilots talk about these sightings uh, uh, off the coast of California, and, and that's the first time I've ever heard of pilots discussing these uh, these sightings, which is uh, pretty exciting when you hear the pilots' uh, descriptions of these reports. Uh, when when they when they're excited about something, it's it's quite interesting because uh, flying up in the air is. Uh, it's pretty serious, and when you see something up there that, that doesn't look normal, uh, you're going to get excited about it. And these pilots uh, are pretty consistent uh, on what they uh, have seen over the years, and uh, I've noticed that over the years, these pilots uh, uh, are very hesitant about discussing it because uh, it, it... I'm trying to remember which senator said it was only scratching the surface these these couple of recent videos that were released by the pentagon that that there was many many more many many more remember which i think it was a senator (laughs) i don't have his name offhand but uh the uh the pilots are uh jittery about uh talking about they get ridiculed by uh, other pilots who who don't uh, believe them and uh so it's it's easier to just to stay silent. Uh, but speaking of pilots, I mean, while we were in in the battlefield, there were sightings. Yeah, sure. During during the war itself, we've had uh, we had sightings. But the, uh, the the problem in trying to comprehend what all this this indicates is is the uh, the lack of of direction of where you should look for for accurate information. And, uh, besides right here, you mean? Besides right here, you know, which I'm trying to do in uh, providing all my knowledge on this subject. And it's, uh, it's quite, uh, a, quite an amazing uh, story that I've uh, known about. And uh, it's, uh, it, I'm, I'm happy to, to share the knowledge that I have because uh, many, many people are not going to have the time or uh, the ability to read uh, and get a hold of the, uh, the the information that I, I've uh, come across over the last 50 years. But I've had uh, many, many opportunities to talk to people who uh, I respect in the field and uh, uh, to uh, to give me some accurate information. So I'm not just, just uh, running in circles because I don't want to be uh, involved in something that uh, that's not real. But when I when I realized uh, that uh, the pages that were in front of me uh, in the, in the '80s, which uh, were unknown to the public and uh, to the investigators, 
And I looked at them and I said, wow, finally something is coming out. And uh, it, it made me, it gave me a chill when I read it. And uh, these are the MJ briefing documents that were uh, prepared for uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower two weeks after he was voted into office. And it gives a descriptive uh, account of the uh, actions that took place in 47, even though his election took place in 52. So between 47 and 52, you have a good five years of uh, dealing with the aftermath of the, uh, the Roswell uh, recovery and uh, the analysis that was given to Eisenhower uh, upset him because he was uh, pressured into not revealing this and uh, he wasn't a member of the MJ-12 committee, but he was a, a four-star general, so uh, he was privy to uh, information. So whether he got it from you know, one source or another, at the time he was being briefed because the uh, Truman administration felt that each president should be in control of the decision-making on this subject. Um, and uh, Eisenhower was such a, you know, an unusual uh, stature. I mean, he wasn't just a politician. He was a military individual. And uh, so... Uh, not a war hawk. He didn't start wars, even as a, gen a general, as president. Mm -hmm. And he gave that speech, which we played a few podcasts back, um, where he talks about the military industrial complex. Mm -hmm. And what you said earlier about the government's in you know, interest in keeping us safe does cross over with the interest of the military industrial complex when it comes to, or, or you could even argue tech, the tech companies of today. Well, just in the, in the, in the fact that, uh, the information that has uh, come out over the years about uh, Eisenhower's feelings on uh, what he was briefed on uh, indicated that uh, he was not happy with uh, withholding all of this information from the American public. So he would continuously use the phrase military industrial complex to refer to the uh, uh, sort of the shadow government that was f being formed over the uh, the excitement that was in their hands from the Roswell uh, recovery. Don't forget, this was a uh, uh, how would you say uh, the big wazoo to pick out uh, the the discovery of the craft and the, and this technology that was going to be uh, analyzed and back engineered and uh, I mean this was a, 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 a I don't I forget the word I was trying to use a a windfall or was a uh, yeah that would make sense that makes sense a tremendous windfall and uh, they were excited as 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 can be so uh, on one hand they. Uh, they were excited, and then the other hand, that they didn't want to tell anybody about it. So it's like uh, it's like that old cartoon story. I know something. I won't tell. I won't tell. I won't tell. And uh, 
But what, what's interesting about it, though, is uh, <clears throat> that the sighting, the number of sightings was going up, and that created a problem. A tremendous amount of problems because the sightings were, were not just uh, uh, being not noticed. Now, the more the people made reports, the more people were paying attention to what they were uh, seeing, and they were looking up in the air a lot more than they were before. And uh, so this is what led to the formulation of Project Sign. And uh, these, uh, these so-called agencies, uh, Project Sign, were, were just a gathering uh, group. There weren't anything um, significant. Uh, as the reports increased, excuse me, uh, increased, uh, the, the project was uh, changed to Project Rudge. And which, then half the guys went off and joined Prince, I think, and became his band. <laughs> sign, oh, that was a different sign. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sign of the times, baby. Yeah, sign of the times. The, uh, the amount of people that had to be added to this, uh, this secrecy group eventually had to form a... Uh, a, uh, how would you call it, a, uh, a recovery team. And this is what uh, led to uh, the, the uh, SOM mm -hmm. manual, which was released, leaked, leaked to the public uh, two years after the Eisenhower briefing document. And uh, it... it uh, coincided uh, with uh, everything in the uh, original briefing document. Uh, it also showed the expansion of the uh, MJ-12's uh, capacity and its, uh, its ability to uh, formulate different teams for different actions uh, depending on the circumstances at hand. And um, according to paragraphs that are in the SOM manual, uh, which stands for standard, uh, which stand, excuse me, stands for special operating manual. And the, uh, the manual has uh, a, a tremendous amount of information in it because of its uh, uh, expanded uh, duties and the policies that it- And uh, scenarios. It, it, the policies and scenarios that are uh, explained in there uh, are uh, pretty uh, astounding. Contingency planning. Contingency plans on how to uh, handle uh, sightings that may take place in areas where there's large populations uh, or, a, a, or a downed disc that, uh, that lands in a population area. How do they uh, handle the... Uh, the people that, that wander onto the site. Oh yeah, what was was there a photograph or something of like a hundred men picking up pieces or something? You alluded to that. Well, that that took place during the original recovery operation in uh, New Mexico, where they uh, when they when they got the uh, word that uh, this stuff was uh, extraterrestrial, as they say, uh, the team recovery group. Uh, did a thorough, uh, almost like a vacuum cleaner uh, on the area uh, to pick up every little uh, piece that they could find and not leave any uh, remnants for any uh, 
any people to pick up later. But uh, they were, uh, according to what I uh, read, uh, they had a recovery team uh, kneeling uh, side by side, covering uh, like acres of areas and and, uh, sweeping that the area with uh, as much... uh, as much uh, caution and, and, you know, to try to not overlook anything. And uh, they did a good job because there's been people out there trying to uh, scan the area and see if there's any uh, parts that have been overlooked. Hey, they should have just sent in Tony the cleaner for, you know, he could take care of that. He's just one guy. He's amazing. Yeah, they would have cleaned up the whole area. (laughs) But... uh, the uh, the so recovery team that was given the authority to to go to these uh, uh, areas where, depending on the situation, uh, whether there was a uh, uh, an immobile crash where the uh, the crash had uh, dismo- disabled the whole craft to completely and uh, and left it in a uh, uh, an immobile way, uh, like broken in half, or or if the craft actually uh, was still intact. Uh, they had different groups to to uh, at hand that would be uh, given permission, whether it happened in our country or it happened overseas. Uh, apparently, there was. Uh, so, uh, what's in there compared to what's in, say, flash forward to Project Blue Book? What ten or twelve years later, or what have you? That's a stark difference on the detail uh, and the way that everything is explained. Yeah, well, as, as Blue Book uh, got uh, formed, all the reports that were uh, put in it um, had more and more uh, excuses. So uh, the stories that actually looked uh, worthwhile to, to look uh, closer at uh, were ignored. And uh, there was more... Uh, uh, stories that all oh, all these sightings were just misidentifications of uh, atmospheric conditions and swamp gas, ball lightning, <laughs> and swamp gas, and everything else, and uh, it, it, it enabled the uh, the government to actually to close Blue Book as as a uh, a sign that there was nothing to this uh, UFO stuff. And uh, isn't that convenient? Very convenient. Uh, it's almost like a, they could control the narrative by saying, "Oh, there, there's nothing here. There's no aliens here," but yet there, uh, <laughs> there's no sign uh, in my uh, mind and other researchers that uh, has changed their minds that this is a, 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 a no a no go thing. I mean, this is the, everything points to a massive well-constructed cover-up and uh until i guess they know or do know what the agenda is uh it will stay top secret but uh, all indications are that uh we are being visited and uh it's quite an interesting uh story we have people uh that uh make may uh come on our site tonight uh we have one that oh uh, i think he's going to be here next week yep uh he's a friend of ours and he lives in ireland and he's been having some interesting 
periods of time outside at night with these objects passing by and causing him uh, great uh, disturbance because he can't figure out what he's looking at. Well, he know he knows aircraft and he knows what it's not. Yes, and he he's pretty uh, pretty con uh, pretty knowledgeable about uh, what's been seen in uh, uh, other areas uh, of our planet, and uh, he feels that this is uh, not an aircraft. These things are moving in ways that 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 have been discussed in in books that I have, and uh, the pattern is there. I mean the. Uh, they're not going to come down and, and, and have a, a cup of tea with him. but uh, Eventually. Eventually, I think that will happen. But he, we're working he, on it. We'll, had, we'll let you guys know when that – we'll try to give you a little bit of, uh, you know, he's had some knowledge. He's had some uh, witnesses <laughs> with him. So that, that's yes, a, that has. has made his, uh, his sighting more uh, understanding and more uh, compelling. And we'll, we'll have him on next week, and he'll tell his story. And By uh, the way – I put a little clip on the website. Well, you did? Guys, if you go to ufostopsecret.com, that's UFOs, plural, topsecret.com, scroll down about halfway, and that is our friend's video. Uh, and that is uh, an exclusive of ours. Check it out. We're hoping to get something a lot better. I have since showed him how to use his nighttime settings on his camera. In the phone, yeah, he ha he has told us that uh, he has, uh, you know, contacted the uh, the local uh, police or constable, and uh, they uh, they don't seem to be too interested in what he has seen. Uh, either that uh, they've seen them too, and uh, they're not concerned about it. Maybe they think that uh, it's just a bunch of airplanes flying around, but. Uh, from what uh, our friend has told us, uh, it doesn't look or sound. Uh, doesn't make any sound. Doesn't make any sound, but it does uh, indicate that uh, these things that he has seen are uh, different, and uh, the speed, the, the speed, the, and the uh, movements yeah. that he's uh, he's trying to uh, uh, explain in his uh, descriptions has uh, led him to be baffled, and. Uh, and uh, I told him myself personally to uh, try to stationary, uh, try to get the camera to be more stationary, which would help, <laughs> which would help in in the viewing. Yeah, I applied a little bit of um, stabilization, but it was all over the place. He was, you know, it's hard. It's it's really hard to film in the night with a with a cell phone. Of course. Hey, let's take a short break. You guys go to ufostopsecret.com. Check out the video. At least it's. You know, first-hand account, and you can call it like you see it. And we'll be right back to talk some more with Bob Bria. Hello, we're back, and uh, I'm glad we're back. It's good uh, to be back. Yes. 
Uh, I want to jump back into the, uh, the, the famous document I keep talking about uh, because it's, uh, it's so important and so uh, I significant. Hear it sounds like a document. <laughs> that that each each time I read it, I always seem to find something more uh, interesting about it. It, it, it doesn't. It, it it always reveals something else about it that 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 I may have overlooked. Well, you're reading an awful lot of books to to fill in the gaps. I think. <laughs> yeah, and one like I say all the time. Once I I came across this, it, it sort of consolidated everything I've ever read in, in, into a in a simple form. And I, when I read it, I said, gee, whoever put this together had to know just what I know. And, I, and it took me a long time to know what I know. So I figured uh, somebody knew exactly how to, how to put this together. And, and the odds are that, that, that it's fake, uh, it to me, would be uh, incredibly impossible because the, the information that's revealed in this uh, document uh, all proves out to be uh, accurate. Okay, they're waiting for you now. Give us, give us something now. What, I will tell you, you. what you got. In the uh, in the first uh, in the first paragraph, uh, it explains that the uh, the object was um, picked up by a secret uh, recovery group, and it describes the. Uh, it describes the scientific team that they used to uh, go to the site and pick the, uh, the, 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 the debris up and recover the uh, small human-like beings that apparently had uh, ejected from the craft at some point before it exploded. But all four were dead and badly decomposed due to the actions by predators and exposure to the elements during the approximate um, one-week time period which elapsed before their bodies were brought in for study. The wreckage of the craft was also removed to several different locations. See attachment B. And uh, all these different attachments that are mentioned in this uh, briefing document all pretend all uh, pre, uh, extend to different locations in the country which would study these different parts of this craft whether it be uh, the creatures themselves or the the craft themselves seemingly compartmentalized yes that very important word compartmentalized that's how people can mm work on something that uh, no one else on the other well, side of the street to Bob Lazar and his account yes that things were on a need to know basis he didn't get to know much about anything else than what he was working on now on the second page of this uh, uh, briefing document it goes into a uh, an explanation as to how the president would decide on the uh, the locations of these uh, different things uh, of the craft would be brought to and uh, they had to come to some kind of uh, consensus within the uh, the group 
um, and the um, the amount of information that they had at the time made them feel that uh, they were dealing with something that wasn't human, and um, although they had uh, a appearance of humans, their biological uh, makeup was quite different. So the, the term biological entities or EBEs would be adopted as the standard term of reference for these creatures until such time as a more definitive designation uh, could be uh, uh, agreed upon. Um, since it is certainly, it is virtually certain that these craft do not originate on any country on earth, considerable speculation has centered around that their point of origin might be and how they got here. Mars was and remains a possibility, although some scientists most like most notably Dr. Menzel consider it more likely that we are dealing with beings from another solar system entirely. Numerous examples of what appear to be a form of writing were found in the wreckage. Efforts to decipher these remained largely unsuccess unsuccessful. See attachment E. Anybody's got these attachments out there. Do send us a message. Yes, we'd love to see a copy of those. <laughs> Equally unsuccessful has been efforts to determine the method of propulsion or the nature of or method of transmission of the power source involved. Research along these lines have been complicated by the complete absence of identifiable wings, propellers, jets, or other conventional methods of propulsion and guidance, as well as a total lack of metal, 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 uh, metal, metallic wiring, vacuum tubes, or similar recognizable electronic components. See attachment F. Now that's in line also with Bob Lazar's testimony about the, the ship that he got to observe. There were no controls. Everything was smooth. There was nothing mm -hmm. that looked like a wheel or a lever or a button. It was all one color, mm -hmm. looked all continuous, and obviously made for short people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, is, it is assumed that the propulsion unit was completely destroyed by the explosion which caused the craft. The crash? which caused the crash. A need for such additional information as possible about these craft, their performance characteristics, and their purpose led to the undertaking known as U.S. Air Force Project Sign in December 1947. So that's, uh, what, three months after the Roswell crash? You know, I, this is the first time I actually caught what you said about the, 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 the writing that they found. You think maybe that's where this project sign or it's a sign of it's, it's just a sign that they're of the mm -hmm. reality. A sign. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's all, all these words are very specifically chosen. Mm -hmm. um, in order to preserve security, liaison between project sign and Majestic 12 was limited to two individuals within the intelligence division of Air Material Command, whose role was to pass along certain types of information through channels, 
sign evolved into Project Grudge in December 1948. That's one year later. The operation is currently being conducted under the codename Project Blue Book with liaison maintained through the Air Force officer who is head of the project. A second object of similar origin crashed in 1950. The origin at high speed, the, the, uh, excuse me, the uh, probably, oh, the uh, second object probably of similar, similar origin impacted the earth at high speed in the El Indino Guerrero area of Texas, Mexico border after following a long trajectory through the atmosphere. By the time a search team had arrived, what remained of the object had been almost totally incinerated. Such material as could be recovered was transported to the AEC facility at Sendendia, New Mexico, for study. The most important paragraph of this um, briefing document to me is the, the last paragraph. And I've read it millions of times, and, it, and it's still it's still amazes me. Still makes your heart pitter-patter? It makes my heart (laughs) pitter-patter. Implications for the national security are of continuing importance in that the motives and ultimate intentions of these visitors remain completely unknown. In addition, a significant upsurge in the surveillance activity of these craft beginning in May and continuing through the autumn of this year has caused considerable concern that new developments may be imminent. It is for these reasons, as well as obvious international and technological considerations, and the ultimate need to avoid a public panic at all costs, that the majestic group remains of the unanimous opinion that imposition of the strictest security precautions should continue without interruption into the new administration, At the same time, Contingency Plan MJ-1949 OP-78 Top Secret Eyes Only should be held in continued readiness should the need to make a public announcement present itself. Amazing. And that would be, in my mind, the, the contingency plan is sort of like a plan B, you know, um, like they had no choice but to have to create a, a way to get out of lying. Well, so the, they, several of the MJ-12, as we know them, were military. That's what military does, contingency plan. Yeah, and the, uh, the fact that the, uh, the need to know would not be immediately uh, important unless there was a reason to, to reveal it. And that would be, in my mind, a, a hypothetical uh, landing in the middle of Central Park where the public would be uh, obvious that uh, they're here and we wouldn't be able to lie about it anymore. Right now, we're in, a, we're in between. We only know what we can find out by diligent reading and, and leakage of, of documents such as the MJ-12 briefing documents, which are the most... Uh, uh, important documents ever to be leaked from the federal government in our lifetime. And, what do you uh, people out there think? What do you th- 
What do you have? I, to I say? would I would love to get some feedback from all you listeners because uh, you know the uh, the questions that, that that should be in your mind is is how how did they cover this up so long, and why only now are we hearing pilots talking about it? Is this on purpose? Is this a test? To see the and, public's and also uh, why? Why are they? What are the? What is their interest? I would love to hear people's opinion on that, because it, it, what if it's what if it's they're coming down to say, hey, you know, we we have the rightful patent on Velcro, <laughs> and we want our royalties on. You know, yeah, right. We made the Velcro. You got to pay in in uh, the you know the <laughs> what's that the constellation where this they made. Some people speculate they're from. Oh, Zeta Reticuli? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the twin sauce system. Now, the, uh, the the fact that next week maybe we will talk about a little bit more about the uh, the fact that this uh, this SOM manual is so uh, descriptive in its uh, its plans to uh, cover this up more and more and more and more and keep the, the public off their tail as they do recovery operations uh, throughout the world. Uh, they've they've uh, been successful at throwing the public off their trail by continuously uh, holding the narrative that uh, if, if we were being visited, uh, they would come in front of us and uh, announce it. But obviously there's something else uh, behind all of this, and this is part of the reason for the secrecy because the public is uh, not going to be told by the government, oh, yes, these things are flying around and uh, we don't know uh, what they want and uh, we, can't, uh, we can't make them stop doing this. And, uh, and now we got reports that they're picking animals and people up and giving them examinations. How would, how would the public react to that? I mean, you could see why the secrecy has to continue. Uh, whatever whatever the, the source of their uh, coming uh, and goings are here for uh, it's got to be a, a long term, you know, agenda. I mean, they, they, they've been keeping the subject uh, out of the public's knowledge uh, for for seventy years now, and here uh, we're still we're still trying to figure out if they're lying and not lying. And uh, and I'm here to tell the truth that they are lying, and I'm tired of it, and uh, I want the public to. Uh, to take it serious and uh, well, take the, the suggestions that I give for for, for more right. knowledge about it by the, the books that I recommend are uh, highly uh, informative. And uh, one of the best books on the subject is Stanton Friedman's book, Top Secret Magic. And if uh, it's available at uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, at it's the uh, premier source for uh, the knowledge uh, that uh, uh, this uh, this group was formed because he did the uh, the majority of the investigations on uh, whether this group existed or didn't exist. And uh, that's with why private I, funding, right? He was wasn't he set up? He was funded by a, a a group, uh, a UFO uh, committee group, uh, and uh, because if the government is covering it up, why would they fund? research <laughs> yeah of course yeah and, and and the group that did fund it actually ironically was uh, dr j allen hynek's uh uh site hmm. uh which is the uh 
Center for UFO Studies in Evanston, Illinois. And uh, he was given a grant, not not a large grant, but it was enough to get him started. And uh, like I say all the time, uh, his book is the, the one you should read if you want to get more accurate information uh, in a book form. Uh, that's the book to get it from. Uh, it's uh, available, uh, and you can get it in about a week. <laughs> I've ordered it uh, for friends of mine to read, and uh, they've given me feedback, which has uh, indicated that uh, now they're now they're taking the subject uh, more serious. And I, I've always said that if you if you if you just trust uh, your your imp- your instinct, uh, you can smell a rat, you know, and. Uh, when you're lying about something and and it's being talked about in a negative way in uh, the public and the public is saying, wait a second, uh, this is not what I uh, experienced. Uh, you start to feel that uh, you're not being told the truth. And uh, uh, the, the government seems to have a, a habit of uh, doing this. Uh, and, uh, and I love our government and I, and I love our country and uh, I just don't like uh, the secrecy. So um, that's that's how I feel. But you know what? It's a different time and a different age. Mm-hmm. We got better cameras. We carry them in our pocket. Got to switch on those night settings, folks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we've got a, a few gentlemen blasting off into outer space, taking people for rides. Yeah, Captain what Kirk they, is taking off. What uh, if one tomorrow. of those has a sighting? Yeah, that would be great, huh? <laughs> but. Uh, if you have any questions, like I say, uh, UF, feel free yep, to UFOs uh, top secret at protonmail.com. F- feed them into me and don't be afraid. Uh, I'll answer them as, as well as I can. Uh, I can't I can't introduce you to any aliens, but uh, I can sure introduce you to the uh, the information that has led me to uh, realize that we've been, you know, misled. On, and. Uh, uh, and, and missed, the truth is, and the truth is out there. <laughs> the proof is out there. You just have to know how to find it. Guys, keep your eyes open, your minds open. Don't forget to look up at night. See you next week. We'll be back. Next week, we're going to have a special guest with some eyewitness account of what's happening over near Dublin. Take it easy, folks. Why are UFOs top secret with experts?